What's up, what's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome to the 2001 A Space Needle Odyssey. We're just going to hop right into it. We're going to get down to business. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to keep it short. Right to it. Because, man, I feel like a, a teacher who's been assigning way too much homework to his class. Like, I've just been just pounding you guys with pounding you with podcasts you know <laughs> just non-stop every single day long ones too so I know it's a lot and yeah so I, I don't want to overwhelm people with podcasts if you because because my favorite podcasts I like to listen to all of them I like to keep up so See I, see how thoughtful I am? The, I'm the thoughtful host. I'm just thinking of you guys. I'm just trying to keep it short. Because I, I, if you want people to follow along and listen along, I just don't want to make it... I, I think I made my point clearly. But <clears throat> this is the podcast where the show within the show, 2001 A Space Needle Odyssey, within A Stars Born, The Enterprise, this one... We go through the 2001 Seattle Mariners season game by game. And this is game number three. This happened April 4th, 2001. 19 years ago. It was a day game. 3.37 p.m. And it was three hours and seven minutes at Safeco Field. Attendance 31,382. Wow, so that's more than yesterday. Remember yesterday? It was 27,000 something. So, dang, that's that's crazy. Cuz the day games usually don't get they get the day games at lower attendance usually than a night game. Cuz excuse me. It's also Wednesday. It's 3:37 on a Wednesday. I guess nobody in Seattle was working that Wednesday at 3.37. Or they just, maybe they did a half day. They cut out early. After lunch. They got drunk at lunch. And then took a taxi over to Safeco Field. Alright. Because it was before Uber. I would have said Uber, but it was back in 01. So... Here we go. We're going to get right to it. This is all we're going to do. We're just going to do the box score and then quote. So let's see. 10 to 2. Mariners won. Mariners win. The Mariners win. The Mariners. The Mariners. Mariners. That's not how you pronounce it. Mariners. That's like like there's a Y in it. Mariners. I don't know what that... voices (laughs) voices <laughs> it's all good so 10-2 Mariners so that's 2-1 and one record on the season and let's see who is the winning pitcher Aaron Seeley with the win Gil Heredia with the loss and let's see any home runs there's been no home runs in the first three games is that true crazy that's crazy talk 
there was Edgar hit a double, David Bell had a double, Anthony Sanders had a double. Don't remember Anthony Sanders, but John Olerud had an RBI, his fourth of the season. Brett Boone had two RBIs. Who's Anthony Sanders? Let's check on that. Let's see. Oh, oh, he's a pinch hitter. Yeah, okay. Let's see, Anthony Sanders. He played, oh, he only played three seasons. Yeah, that's why I don't know him. 2001 was his final season. <clears throat> Dang. Anthony Sanders had a, he had, oh, this is a, the most cup, a cup of coffee, as they say. 25 career at-bats. Over the course of three seasons. That is a true cup of coffee. Alright, there we go. There's Anthony Sanders. Mariners win. I accidentally clicked on a a banner ad. <laughs> you know, one of those pop-ups by accident there. Alright, here we go. This is a quote from a baseball, a book of quips and quotes. Nothing makes a pitcher feel more secure than the sight of his teammates circling the bases during a ball game. Jim Brosnan. Let's look a uh, let's look up Jim Brosnan. Now I'm like I'm all curious about I just get I just get curious about these these baseball. I'm just like Jim Brosnan. Jim Brosnan, when did he play? Lots of these guys in in this baseball Quips and quotes book. I think they're they're old school dudes. Yeah, like Jim Brosnan played from fifty six to sixty three. Right handed pitcher appeared in three hundred eighty five games, largely in relief for the Cubs, Cardinals, Reds, and White Sox. Six foot four, hundred ninety seven pounds. There you go. They. Wikipedia listed that in the his little blurb there. From Cincinnati, Ohio. And he passed away June 28th, 2014. Age 84. It's a pretty good run. 84 is a... That's a solid life. I would take that. I'd, I would... I wouldn't be... Yeah, that's a... 84 is a... That's a full life. Man, I'm trying to do the math right now. If I'm I'm about to be 27. <laughs> so plus 57. That's another 57 and a half years. That's not bad. So that that's my that's how old my dad is. <laughs> so So it's just like if you add me to my dad. So that's a pretty good life. That's, I don't know why I'm breaking this down as you guys as you can see, I'm a, I'm quite the numbers person. Sometimes, I turn into a numbers fiend. But let's also, let's also read real quick here. Jose Canseco. From this is Will Leach's book, God Save the Fan. All right, here we go. Jose Canseco, patient zero in baseball's steroid scandal of the 1990s, an incredibly unlikely but undeniably vital point man in the maelstrom 
there was the mainstream reaction to grown men sticking needles in the fatty tissue of their ass. Predictably has decided he wants to become an action movie star, even putting together an audition tape, in quotations, that featured him doing judo air kicks and besting imaginary ninjas. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. That's definitely pre... Instagram, pre-social media and all that, because, man, that would have been so funny to see. Oh, I can also do my, I want to see the, maybe it's on YouTube. It sounds like, sounds like Napoleon Dynamite, because didn't Napoleon Dynamite do something like that? Where, yeah, oh man, that's a movie, I highly recommend that movie. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Napoleon Dynamite. I wonder if it's on Netflix. But it's gotta be on some... If it's not on Netflix, it's gotta be somewhere. Gotta watch... If you've never seen it... You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Watch it. Alright, here we go. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna make it a quick one, like I said. But... Here we go. I got the Phillies baseball helmet here. So we're going to do baseball memorabilia like we did in the first two episodes. So I got a Phillies miniature baseball helmet that I got back in 2008 when I was there with my cousin, uncle, and aforementioned father. And yeah, this was during our 2008 East Coast baseball trip. When we went to New York City and Philly and Baltimore. And then they lived in the northern Virginia. So, yeah. And this, I think I ate ice cream out of this Philly's helmet. It was it was soft served chocolate chip with sprinkles on it. <laughs> I just remember exactly the ice cream. <laughs> No, it's cool though. It's a nice little helmet. I obviously liked it so much that I kept it. I still have it 12 years, a dozen years later. 12 years a helmet. 12 years a Phillies helmet. Um, all right, and then let's just wrap it up. Or actually, I should pull it up. I should pull up the. Oh, baseball fun facts. I got the baseball fun facts. Right. Oh, no, I didn't. That's the other one. That's squirrel facts. That's for the other show. The Podjama Cast. See, now I just got like a network of of shows within the podcast. It's all one podcast. But I just love, I love doing, changing up and trying to do daily stuff. Because today, I was I really wasn't, I was like, I'm not going to do a long podcast. I'm going to make it short. So here we go. Baseball fun facts. A dwarf has actually played in baseball. Dwarf? Who wrote that? <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> I feel like that, that's, that's gobbly. That's got to be gob, gobbly. That's got to be not politically correct, I would say. A dwarf. <laughs> 
Isn't dwarf more offensive than midget? I think dwarf sounds way more offensive than midget. Cause, or maybe maybe dwarf is the medical term. That might be the actual correct term. I I don't know. Don't ask me. I have no idea. Maybe that's something we could. That's a important thing. All right, is dwarf offensive? Oh, nobody else searched that. How is that not? How did that not pop up? Is is this? Oh no, it's called dwarfism. Of course, of course it is. It's called dwarfism. It's the name of the of the thing. All right, <laughs> the thing. Um, all right, a dwarf is actually played in baseball. Born June 8th, 1925 in Chicago, Illinois. Edward Card. Oh, I, that's just offensive. They didn't capitalize the first letter of his last name. Ah, God, that's just offensive to dwarfs <laughs> to not capitalize. To use a little letter like that? Come on. Come on, man. What are you doing? Who wrote this? Edward Card was an American dwarf famous for participating in MLB games. What does that mean? Participating? <laughs> what? Does that mean he's, he's like, is he a volunteer? Does that mean they didn't pay him? Participating? No, Nobody says... Hank Aaron or Babe Ruth participated. They they played. They that's that's so it's so demeaning the way he said that. Participating in MLB games. He was only three feet seven inches, weighed sixty-five pounds. His uniform was one eighth. That was just uncalled for. You don't need to <laughs> I don't know what that means either. One eighth. What? Edward's strike zone measured only one and a half inches, and he reached the bases on four balls consecutively, which were all high. Oh, so he only. So they're just talking about one specific perform participation performance. I was gonna say performance. <laughs> I've been watching too much Glee. They're just talking about one performance, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I started. I just call, I call the baseball game a performance. So are they just talking? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Do you guys have a performance tonight? <laughs> oh, that's a lot. That's awesome. Um, well, I mean, because I was confused because they said participating in baseball games. So that's what makes it sound like a circus act. It, ma- it makes it sound like uh, America's Got Talent, some sort of media stunt before there was media. All right, all the balls were high. Today, Edwards' autograph sells for more than Babe Ruth's. Speaking of Babe Ruth, he passed June 18th, 1961. Wow, at the age 36. Man, and they even say how, but I guess the age expectancy for dwarfs 
or little people probably is a little shorter. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. I wasn't trying to be funny. All right. Let's wrap it up. We we got through everything. We just I wasn't going to do all the different segments, but I did. And then I just want this podcast is brought to you by Book People of Moscow, located at 521 South Main, downtown Moscow, Idaho, 20888books with an x at the end, which is 2669. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. through 6 p.m., and Sunday, 10 a.m. through 4 p.m., and find them at bookpeopleofmoscow.com. Moscow's independent and locally owned bookstore since 1973, specializing in all things book, especially children's cookbooks, travel, and regional interests. Gifts, toys, cards, calendars, 99-cent media, mail, shipping in U.S., free gift wrapping. Book People of Moscow. I just wanted to, <laughs> so hit me up, book people of Moscow. <laughs> hit me up, book people of Moscow, if you want to, because I already did your plug right there. I just wanted to see what it was like to, I think I did pretty well on that. That was pretty solid for my first live read. I've never really done a live read, because I just got this bookmark from Book People of Moscow in Moscow, Idaho, 521 South Main Street, downtown Moscow. I got it there when I went to Washington State University in Pullman, which is only eight miles from University of Idaho in Moscow. And that's right after I published my first book, What's in the Fridge? Or what? I just messed up. <laughs> that was That was my second book. My first book, Sponge Cake, mostly made up story about a completely insane town. I can't believe I remembered the whole subtitle. It's been a while since I said that. I thought I would forget the subtitle. But yeah, I, I'm i pretty sure you might be able to find one copy of Sponge Cake over there at Book People of Moscow. If you search hard enough, I can't remember if... I dropped off, I may have just donated a copy, because, yeah, I went over to a couple bookstores over there, tried to sell them, but then I probably just, I may have just donated them, but yeah, that's the story right there, and that's the podcast, thank you so much for listening, as always, and it was a lot longer than expected, as always, and thank you for sharing and tell a friend, thank you, thank you, have a great night or day, and bye!